Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 264 with Mr. GV Charles Bird. Hi, this is Charles Bird and you're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Slonsky. Enjoy. Well, I can't wait for us to dive in. Charles has so many great things in store for you today, especially if you are looking for a wonderful way to grow your business fast. You can learn so much from Charles. He is Mr. Joint Venture. He's a joint venture expert. He knows how to create lead flow and he is a close engineer. Also a productivity wizard and with his power trifecta tools, workflows and habits, he helps people to double their businesses. So you are in the right place. If you're looking for a way to learn about joint venture partnerships, if you are looking for a way to understand how you can best connect with influencers, with people you can partner up so that your business can grow fast. Charles has also been part of the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit, and I just loved, loved, loved his presentation, his teachings there. So I can't wait to dive in and get more amazing content out of him so that he can help you to grow your business faster. Have fun. Don't forget to take notes and enjoy this episode. Well, I am so excited to have you on the show, Charles. Welcome. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. I love your topic. It's so wonderful because I think people who are starting out in business oftentimes are not aware of the fact that there is actually nobody successful in business doing it all by themselves. And no. you are the Mr. GV. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, why is it important to actually have the conversation around partnerships, joint venture partnerships, or maybe like promoting each other? Well, it's, it's kind of a magical thing because when you develop strong relationships with entrepreneurs and peers and, and people way further along than you as well, uh, you end up with this amazing uh, group of people that have your back and you have their back. And really, it's it's uh, of strategic benefit, but you end up with these wonderful people in your lives, plus you get free traffic. So I did a webinar last week that had uh, 800 registrants. That's 800 new people to the list two weeks before that. I did two back-to-back -back ones that between them added 4,000 people to my list in four days. And all those uh, new leads and people that I'm able to nurture and build relationships with, they're, they're all free. I'm not paying for Facebook ads or anything else. So there's uh, a whole array of benefits from doing this, but those would be uh, some, some top-level ones. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, these are really impressive numbers, <laughs> right? So just to get people to know, like when I participated in, in some summits in the past, usually you get like something between like 20 or maybe 200 opt-ins, but um, your numbers are really, really impressive. So that means you have partnered up with the right people. And what I also have noticed that sometimes people just get the idea of partnering up. So they partner up with everybody who wants to partner up, which is not such a smart choice. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. So when I first started out and I I'd created my first online course and I 
knew that relationship building and joint ventures were going to be my foundational strategy, um, there's this huge temptation to want to, like you're saying, partner with anyone who will. And it's, uh, it's not the best recipe. Basically, uh, whatever your niche or market that you serve, in my case, it's lead generation and, and systems and relationship building, those kind of topics. Uh, you want to make sure that the partners you're working with the audience that follows them follows them for the the same general topic area that that you're a domain expert in. Um, you want to make sure the messages complement each other. Just for uh, kind of a obvious example, if I have a productivity course and someone else has an audience comprised of people looking at weight loss, they would never go to that person to learn about productivity. So. Could people on that list learn and benefit from productivity? Of course. Will they buy anything that's sent to that kind of audience? No. Um, so you you want to make sure there's very strong alignment for uh, several several reasons. For one, if it's not aligned, the the promotion will fail, um, and then it's a waste of time for you and the partner and the audience. Um, there'll be a lot of opt-outs because they're like, why am I getting this? I, I'm not following this person to get this kind of advice. So it is very critical that um, we don't go, we'll just use the shotgun approach and, and uh, see what happens. Um, it, it doesn't mean you can't test with certain things you believe are probable, but it's, uh, it's wise to keep things in alignment. Yeah. So you should pay attention that, the person you partner up with has the same audience that you try to target. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's really, really important. And um, I have experienced that in the past, like when people reach out and you just say, well, it's a good idea, let's just partner up. And then you realize all of a sudden you have people on your list that you can't even serve or that you don't want to serve or <laughs> you don't have anything for. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So like being smart about relationships, um, I think is really crucial when you want to build a business that has a strong foundation. Yeah. There's something I call the reciprocation trap where uh, many times people in the JV world believe that the, the only way they work is if one, if both parties cross promote each other and sure that can happen and be a fit, but, uh, I highly recommend people don't go into a conversation with that as their default. Um, in fact, even quite high-level people in the JV world is one thing I, I taught one of my friends in particular is don't start a, cro a conversation with let's cross-promote each other. You're basically putting a fish hook in your lip for no reason. Uh, the way to engage in that conversation is let's jump on a call and explore ways we can support each other. It's a very different statement because – Maybe my product is perfect for your audience. It's like a beautiful fit and yours is terrible for mine. Um, so why create a situation where it's pretty clear one will fail? Instead, um, maybe I can say my audience won't be perfect for your offer, but here's two other partners that it would be great with. Let me introduce you to them. Uh, the point is there's hundreds of different ways to provide value other than just direct cross promotion. And the way you get to understanding that is by asking what people's goals are, what they're trying to accomplish, 
and then find ways to shortcut getting them the success thereafter. And frequently that's done through an introduction, it could be a tool recommendation, it could be a twist on their model or uh, an upsell or anything like that, um, or an event they should go to that's covered with, that's full of their ideal clients, maybe a, a summit or a Facebook group or a physical event. But um, simply by listening, you can connect the dots for other people and uh, create vast opportunity for both of you. So your recommendation basically is just have an open conversation, really trying to figure out how to support the other person, but basically not approaching it from the viewpoint that each everybody has to promote the other person, just being open that it might not be a fit and there are other ways to create value. Absolutely. So most of the partners I work with, and I book two to six joint venture promotions per week, most partners never even ask me to promote them back because I've provided them value already in, a, in an array of, of other ways. That could be referrals for maybe a high ticket offer they have. It could be other partners. It could be getting them on a stage somewhere. Or I've, I've actually landed stages by helping someone get tickets to Burning Man. Like There's interesting ways you can go about um, providing people value. And uh, sometimes it's great to do a cross promo and it makes sense, but uh, it, it's easy to get lured into thinking you have to do that when you don't. Um, so it's, it's good to just maintain the awareness of what your audience will actually respond to and then kind of hold the line about that because there's been times I was like, cool, let's do it. Even though I didn't think it would work. And then guess what? It doesn't work. And, and so it's kind of a hollow feeling. Um, so it's kind of getting that awareness and then confidence to say, look, I'll help you in these ways. If we do a cross promo, it, it's going to fail and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, totally get that. So you just mentioned Burning Man and I know that you have been there eight times in a row. Um, so just for not every listener knows what is Burning Man. So give us like a little description of what it is and sure. like how did you get there eight times in a row <laughs> <laughs> well um so for anyone who's not aware of what burning man is there's this big flat plain of desert in nevada called black rock city and like it's literally flat as could be nothing is out there and um around seventy-five thousand people come in from around the globe and build a city, like a full city, for a week. And then the whole city disappears again. And it, it's some of the most creative uh, people on the planet. Um, and it's it's got its own cultural rules around it. Um, as in, you know, be self-prepared. Bring everything you need. Um, be creative be like it's a gifting culture where you can't buy anything and people frequently mistakenly think people are running around trading things there's it's just gifting you come over to my camp you want some food or a drink cool um so it's uh it's a whole different culture where imagine seventy-five thousand people not one public trash can and zero litter it's like uh it's 
it's the closest you'll get to living on a different planet. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That sounds like a, a different world. And it's going on for one week. And as from all the pictures I have seen so far, <laughs> it seems like to be a lot of fun too. Oh, it's, uh, re it's Disneyland for adults is how yeah. I put it. Um, and <clears throat> some of the most creative, amazing artwork you'll see anywhere. And um, anyway, yeah, so eight years in a row, I... Uh, my wife goes with me, my brother and his wife, and uh, we invite different friends. And uh, like last year, I ran into Eben Pagan there. And uh, that's that's how our relationship started. And we've done an array of things since. In fact, if three weeks ago, he featured me as his joint venture expert in his high ticket program. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a very, very fun place with open-minded creative people. And a lot of people have uh, preconceived notions of what that event is and what it's like. The fact is, whatever you're passionate about, maybe it's yoga and music or art and photography or red wine and like whatever it is you're into, it's there. So um, you, it's kind of a choose your own adventure. Yeah, cool. And that was just my next question, but you kind of answered it already it's probably also good for making really cool connections in a fun way meeting creative people influential people um, i know that a lot of big names in the industry go um, and that's just a really cool way outside the normal like conventions or seminars or whatever to just meet and um, get to know each other to then be able to find strategic partnerships yeah, so I've never gone there with that intention, but this last year um, I, I ran into several connections related to our industry and um, uh, was working with a prospect with a huge website that was getting like 45,000 people there a month. And uh, But I, I wouldn't go there particularly with that intention, although you can kind of be open to an array of uh, cool outcomes from the, the people you meet there. Yeah. Well, I think my point was more like when you go and have fun, <laughs> the right people kind of will connect and click, and then you will find ways to, um, to partner up together at a later point of view. Um, obviously, everybody goes there to, to have fun and enjoy and have a good time, but that's also how you see how aligned you are with the other person and um, where it kind of makes sense if it's a mutual promotion of each other or if it's just one way and you find value um, that you can provide for that promotion. Yeah, it's true. You've probably heard um, back a few years ago, um, Google would vet their executive teams by if they could handle Burning Man. <laughs> so they would take them there and uh, see, you know, how how uh, how they fit in in that kind of environment, and that was actually how they made some hiring decisions. Wow! No, oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, it's cool. uh, quite interesting <laughs> indeed. There's there's a lot of Silicon Valley people there, and um, but it's highly international. People come in from everywhere on the globe to it because there's truly nothing else like it on Earth. Yeah. So let's let's look at someone who starts out who has not 
created um, that many connections and relationships um, yeah. and who really wants to learn how to do this in a way that is aligned, that is natural. Um, I mean, you are so far along that journey. Um, you've created basically from scratch to now working with the top people in the world. So how can somebody that is just starting out or even might just play with the idea to build a business, how can they tap into that magic? Sure. And I love that question. It, it's, uh, it's important. And I found like very early in, in my um, career as an entrepreneur, I figured out very quickly that relationships were going to be the most valuable thing. And the truth is in life, relationships are the most valuable thing. Um, so it's, it's a good skill set to develop. I always have been uh, social and extroverted, but I never went out of my way to develop uh, a deep friend network. Like I had my friends and then that was that. So my point in saying it is it's a learned skill. I learned it um, and now I teach it. And so just some simple things to do. Um, so let's say you're an entrepreneur, you have a product in mind or it's already out there, you uh, understand who your market is, then uh, let's use online as an example. I, I go to a lot of events, but I also actively connect with people online all the time. And so some simple ways you can do this. Um, for one, you start with the network you have. Maybe you have uh, your, your friend network. You maybe have clients or people you've worked with in the past. Um, and then there's connecting with your ideal clients directly or um, arguably even better uh, partners who already have big lists of your ideal audience. And so it's figuring out where they hang out. Maybe they're different Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups or events, uh, physical events. But let's use a, a Facebook group as an example. Maybe there's a, a product that's popular in the industry in our industry, something like ClickFunnels, there's Facebook groups with thousands of people who use that, um, or there's different business leaders that run groups. So if, if you know that your ideal uh, partner is in these groups, you can join these groups and see who the movers and shakers are. Who are the people getting traction? Who are the people sharing really valuable content? And it's highly obvious they're proficient at what they're doing. Um, those are people you can start interacting with, start liking their posts, start replying back, ask questions, share things. And next thing you can do after that is shoot them a message. Say, I liked your post about XYZ. Uh, either share something of value with them there, like some article, or simply say, hey, I'd love to jump on a call and get to know you better, explore ways we can work together. Um, and... Another technique that works very well is to have something like a podcast to invite them to be on. It's an it's a amazing way to get people that feel like they're perhaps outside of uh, folks you could get direct access to, but if you're inviting them on a show, um, there's basically been no one I ever invited on my show that didn't come on. Because um, as you know, inviting so many people on your shows we do shows all the time. I've done 
I've done five this week, including Sirius XM radio. Like this is every day for people doing this. So it's not out of the ordinary to be invited to a show. And it's rare for people to even ask when it will be distributed and um, who's getting it and and all of that. So that gives you a chance to build rapport with them. And then um, a great technique is as the, interviews about to start say do you mind if we stay on for five or ten minutes after and and uh you know sync up more and it really opens a a wonderful opportunity to build a relationship and uh line up joint ventures too yeah and i i mean you're on hard sales because you did such an amazing presentation for the heart-centered lead generation summit providing so much value to my audience that I thought, well, I have to feature you again, right? We have to have a different kind of conversation where at the um, summit you, you taught, you had a presentation, and now we're diving into concepts that can actually help the heart-centered, impact-driven entrepreneur who has struggled selling to partner up with amazing people that can support them on their journey. So that's how, that's how that started, right? And I, I think... Not everybody needs a podcast, but reaching out to be a podcast guest is also very, very powerful. Yeah, and uh, one of the core methods that I use is, um, let's say you get on a call, um, it's asking a few key questions uh, related to um, what their goals are, um, who is their ideal client, Um, what they're super strong in. And you may know some of this just from building a relationship or following them online, but it's actually really important. So let's say I meet, um, uh, so I met a gentleman last week who is great at helping people launch their podcasts. So I learn about his expertise, his offers, um, who his ideal client is. And then as I'm bouncing between calls with other people, I'm always... Um, connecting the dots for other people. I'm like, well, for where you're at with your goals, you know who you should talk to is Christine. Um, And so by just listening to what people are trying to accomplish, you can connect them uh, to resources or people that will help get them there. And you start building this whole network of Uh, friends, partners, referral partners, and it creates a tidal wave of goodwill that comes back to you. Because if if you're handing people their ideal clients over and over, you think they're not going to want to help you out at some point? I mean, they can't help themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to dive into this topic deeper in our next episode because I have the opportunity to have another one. (laughs) So I'm super excited about that. But I also want to thank you for the wonderful gift you are bringing us which will be in the um, show notes in the resource resource section. And um, you're bringing us the mind map. Tell us what that is and why do we need it? Sure. So I've mapped out the core elements of joint ventures from where you find partners to how you communicate with them, uh, techniques for systematic follow-up, all of that. It's laid out in a mind map that um, kind of – shows how to do that. So it's very high value. And um, you may have a a link you're redirecting to. I have it at uh, mindmap.purejv.com. And uh, you can download that and 
gain a lot more understanding of some of the elements involved in joint ventures. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. And I'm really looking forward to uh, getting rid of all my other questions <laughs> in the next episode. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, I hope you took a ton away, gorgeous. Make sure you hop on over to christineschlansky.com and find the podcast tab and episode 264. Here are all the show notes, the resources we have shared so that you have your mind map with the components of a successful joint venture partnership. All the links to Charles are there available for you so you can connect with him and his amazing work. And also, you have the opportunity to check out the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit experience, which will give you the experience like it would have been live for you to dive in, to take notes, and to get all the different ways how to generate leads in your business. So hop on over to christineschlansky.com, find the podcast tab, and have fun. I can't wait to have you back on the next episode where Charles and I will talk about how you build your joint venture system. So make sure you show up, you tune in, and in the meantime, have fun creating your joint ventures. And I am wishing you a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. Bye for now.